Good morning. Very warm welcome to you, to our service of worship on this Father's Day. And uh, as we gather together to worship God, may you know his loving presence with you. It says in Psalm 103, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And so let's worship God as we sing our first hymn together, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord, Mission Praise number 50, and you're welcome to stand for the hymn. Let's pray together. Loving God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are present with us, that we may come before you this day to worship you and know that you are present here by your Spirit, that you want to bless us this day and encourage us, that you want to take our hand once more and lead us forward. And Lord, as we think this Father's Day of our own fathers, or those who have cared for us in our lives, we thank you that your care for us continues throughout our lives. 
and into eternity that you are the one that upholds us with your strong arms around us. And so, Lord, we thank you this day for the gift of families, and we pray your blessing on our families and on our church family. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to extend that welcome, that friendship to others, that they may too discover what it means to be part of your family. And we thank you for all that you have given us through Jesus, for the way that you sent him from heaven to be with us, to teach us about you, to die on the cross for our sins and to rise again to life and to intercede for us. We thank you, Lord, for your presence with us, for that promise to be with us always. And so, Lord, we ask that you would help us this day and in the coming days to share that love, that Heavenly Father's love with others. For we ask it all through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, it is a, a very special day, uh, Father's Day, and uh, it's a day when families like to remember uh, their father and uh, whether um, that's uh, people or children are remembering some of you today and maybe some of you are going out for lunch later, uh, whether it's your own father um, or it's a day that you remember your father or your, your parents in particular. And it's, it's a day that we can really um, celebrate that God gives us the gift of families. And the thing is that the, the Bible tells us that, um, uh, you know, even throughout our whole lives, we ha- can know God as our perfect Father, the perfect Heavenly Father, who is greater than even the most perfect dad could be. And there's a story in the Bible which Jesus tells us about, which is all about the love of God, our Heavenly Father, for each one of us. And we're going to be thinking about that through our service today. And it's the story um, about a, a son who went away and came back again. But it's more importantly thinking about today, it's a story of the love his father had for him. And so it goes that there was once a father who loved his son very much But the son wanted to have his inheritance. That was the money he would have later on. But he wanted it now so that he could go away and use that money however he liked. Well, the father was very sad and he didn't didn't like the idea, but he gave the son the money anyway. And the son went off and had a a great time at first. He he had lots of parties. He spent his money. But then there was one day when he ran out of money and he had to find a job. But the only job going at that time, because it was not a good time to look for work, was feeding pigs. And he was so hungry that he even wanted to eat what he was feeding to the pigs. 
And then he, he realized, actually, my father's house is, is a great place to be. I want to go back. Um, I must go and say sorry to dad and ask if I could even work on his farm. But he didn't know how much his father loved him. And he thought, well, maybe I won't be welcome. But actually, he didn't know that every day when he was away, his father was waiting and watching for him to come home. And as soon as the son walked back, the father saw him from far away and he ran out to meet him and he held out his arms and he gave him a big hug and he welcomed him back. And the son um, he loved had come back and he was so overjoyed he had a party. And well, that's a story that uh, Jesus told us to tell us how God our Father is, that he loves each one of us so much and that he waits to forgive us or anyone who wants to come back to him and says sorry. And when we do, he's so happy. And it's like a party in heaven when anyone comes back to God. That's a great story and it's a great story for Father's Day. So let's, uh, let's pray um, and just think about uh, how good it is to know God as our Heavenly Father. Dear God, we thank you for our families. We thank you for all the people that love us. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the best father we can possibly have and that we can know you as our own heavenly dad. So we pray that you would help us uh, to forgive like you and to share your love with others too. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to sing now, and it's one that you'll be familiar with. It's uh, This is the Day, and we're going to sing the first verse and chorus, and then sing it through again. So let's uh, stand, if you're able, and uh, we'll sing together. This is the day that the Lord has made. Our first lesson is from the Old Testament. 
the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, and reading the first nine verses. Genesis 3 and at verse 1. This is entitled, The Fall. Now the snake was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the snake, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the snake said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Our Gospel lesson is from the Gospel according to Luke. Luke chapter 15 and reading from verse 11 to verse 24. Luke 15 and at verse 11. It's headed the parable of the lost son. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. 
I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms round him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let us continue our worship in the scene from Church Hymnary 4, number 187. There's a wideness in God's mercy, and we sing this to the tune Sussex. as we come to God's word. Loving Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you that uh, through it you reveal the truth uh, to our hearts and our minds. And Lord, we come today and ask that you would uh, re renew our hearts and minds with the knowledge of your love for us as our heavenly Father. 
We pray, Lord, that as we come, as we uh, come and hear again these words and uh, maybe familiar words, that, Lord, that you would speak in new ways and in new depths to us. That where we have not quite grasped things, Lord, you would help us to know in our hearts how much you care for us and love us as the perfect Father. So, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us now by your Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last Sunday we were thinking about the importance of knowing what God's Word says to us and how it preserves our lives. It helps us to know who God is and how to relate to him and to one another. Today, this Father's Day, we're going to be looking at what the Bible teaches us about God as our Heavenly Father. God, our Heavenly Father. And so, as we've already heard, we're going to be thinking in particular about what Jesus teaches us in the parable of the lost son, which we might also entitle the parable of the loving father. Because one of the things that Jesus did time after time in his earthly ministry was to tell us what God and his kingdom are really like. And often this involved challenging some misconceptions and false views that people had. In particular, there was a view at the time among the religious leaders that God was only interested in those who were very religious. However, Jesus seemed to be spending a lot of his time with people who were on the fringes of society, people who the Pharisees and other religious folk dismissed as sinners. And so it ruffled a few feathers and led to some really disparaging comments about the kind of people that Jesus wanted to spend his time with. For example, in Luke chapter 15, it says uh, in verses 1 and 2, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered round to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And so Jesus responds to this misunderstanding about who God is. And he tells three stories, the parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the one that we're going to look at today, the lost son, to show us what God is really like, to show us that he's not the way that some people think of him, that he's not just interested in those who appear religious. And what Jesus reveals is that God is really the most loving father we could possibly imagine, who seeks us out and rejoices when we come to him to receive the blessings of his love. Now Jesus really wants to teach us that we can know God as our heavenly father, because once we've experienced that and discovered how loved we are, how God takes joy in us, and welcomes us in his presence, we will begin to live with the assurance that we are dearly loved children of God. When Jesus prayed for all believers just before his arrest, on the night before his death on the cross for our sins, this was how he finished his prayer. Righteous Father, 
Though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and will continue to make you known, in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. Our Lord Jesus kept telling us what God our Heavenly Father is like, so that we can know the love of God in our lives and know his presence with us. Unfortunately, our own image and perception of God can be very distorted. And rather than recognizing God as our loving Heavenly Father, as Jesus teaches us, Negative experiences of life can color our view. And there are many things that can affect us, and I can't cover them all today, but perhaps one example is that uh, though many parents do their best to encourage us and give us confidence as we're growing up, inevitably they won't always get things right. And for some people, their experience of family life might have been very negative indeed. And these kind of negative experiences can make it difficult for us to relate to God as our loving Heavenly Father. The Christian author and former minister of Westminster Chapel in London, R.T. Kendall, wrote about his own difficulties in this respect. And though he became a well-known and respected preacher with um, a doctorate in theology from Oxford University and a string of books to his name, he felt as a child he could never come up to his father's expectations. No matter how well he did, his father would never be satisfied. One day he got all A's on his report card except for one subject in which he got a B. And he cried on the way home because he knew that when he showed it to his father, the one thing his father would comment on was the B. And sure enough, his father looked at the card and said, well, pretty good son, next time you can have all A's if you really work hard. Whatever our past experiences and relationship we've had with our own parents, Jesus wants us to know that when we talk about God, our Heavenly Father, he welcomes us with open arms when we come to him he doesn't look at our report card and tell us we're not good enough. Instead, he loves and accepts us 100% through Jesus, his son, who is good enough for us all. Another story about a father and son was written by Ernest Hemingway and set in Spain. And in the story, the son, who was called Paco, fell out with his father and ran away from home. And after the father searched all over the country for his son, but couldn't find him anywhere, he finally thought, well, I'll go to Madrid. And in a last desperate attempt to find his son, he placed an ad in the daily newspaper. And the advert read, Paco, meet me at Hotel Montana on Tuesday at noon. All is forgiven, Papa. The father prayed that his son would see the ad and perhaps maybe he would come to the Hotel Montana. 
And so on the Tuesday at noon, the father arrived at the hotel, but he couldn't believe his eyes. A large crowd of hundreds of young men were waiting outside the hotel. Each was called Paco and had read the ad in the newspaper. They'd all come to the hotel, hoping the message was for them, longing to be reconciled with their father. The Bible actually teaches that right from the start, when sin first caused a breakdown in our relationships with God and each other, God has been looking and searching for us. In the story in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve made the choice to go their own way then, rather than God's, when we, uh, we see that they become lost. Lost to the perfect relationship God had made them to experience with him with each other and with the world around them. The devil in the form of a serpent had planted a seed of doubt in God's word in them by saying, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the the garden? And rather than trusting in what God had said, they decided to go a different way. And in turning from God's way, They opened the door to sin and its consequences. Although they didn't die physically right away, inside something else died. Their precious relationship with God. And they discovered guilt and fear and shame. They wanted to hide and get away from God. And God was the one who had only ever loved them and given them good things and they tried to hide. What was God's response? Well, he cried out to them, where are you? And that has been God's response ever since. It's not that he doesn't know, he didn't know where Adam and Eve were, or indeed know where any of us are, but he calls out to us to draw us back into his loving presence to find forgiveness and to find life. There isn't time today to go into all that happens immediately after this in Genesis chapter 3. However, we we do find later on that God gives them uh, better clothes to wear to cover themselves. And since that time, God has provided a way to cover over all our sin and guilt with his clothes of righteousness through Jesus. Because Jesus is the one who has taken away our sins, died our death, and dealt with our darkness on the cross of Calvary. And because of Jesus' death and resurrection, we may come into the loving presence of our Heavenly Father. However we are, Wherever we are with God today, he looks expectantly for us, waiting like the father in Jesus' parable of the lost son, waiting for our approach. After the son in Jesus' parable realizes his need, he returns home and we're told that while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son threw his arms round him and kissed him. The son 
confesses his wrongdoing and doesn't expect much of a welcome from his father, but instead his father responds by throwing a huge party. But the father, it says in verses 22 to 24, but the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. The Bible teaches us then that we're made to belong in God's loving presence. Not to go out alone in the world. We're created to know the love of God our Father and that he is much more loving and compassionate and passionate about us than even the most perfect human parent could ever be. God is like the Father in Jesus' story who runs towards us because he's glad we've come to be with him. He wants to clothe us with his robes of righteousness to put a ring on our finger to show us that we belong to him and to give us the help we need to walk with him each day. Whenever we come to him confessing our need and turning from our sin, he lovingly meets us with his forgiveness and joy. He throws his arms around us in his loving embrace. We need God's word to tell us who God is and that through Jesus we may know him as our loving Heavenly Father. So let's fill our minds and our hearts with the truth of God's word and ask God's Holy Spirit to help us to grasp how wide and long and deep is the love of God for each one of us through Jesus Christ our Lord. As it says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, and that includes each one of us, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life and in Jeremiah 31 3 God says to us I have loved you with an everlasting love therefore I have drawn you with loving kindness amen thanks be to God our father for his great love for each one of us let's pray together Lord God, we thank you that you are the God who has gone the extra mile and then gone more to reach out to us, that you are the God who has come all the way from heaven through Jesus to die for our sins, to make a way for us to come back into your holy presence. Lord, we thank you that you are still calling out to people this day that you are calling out to people in our world who are lost and alone to come to you, to meet with you through Jesus our Lord. That you invite them to be part of your family and by your spirit unite them to each one of us in the love that you have for us. 
Lord, we pray that you would help us as your people here and wherever we are during our daily lives to be a reflection of that love of our Father in heaven, that we may know that love for ourselves and that we may share that love. And Lord, we realize that this is a lifelong journey. We realize that sometimes we don't get it, we don't understand. But we thank you that you are patient with us, that you help us, that you lift us up when we fall down, that you show us the way through the darkness. And Lord, that you hold us by that strong hand and that you carry us through the times of difficulty. And Lord, that you lead us throughout our lives. So we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. Help us to be faithful in return in sharing that love with others. And we pray for our parish and our city, our country and our world, Lord, that that love of Christ that love of you, dear God, our Father, may be known more and more. And Lord, we ask that you would forgive us when we do not share that love, that you would help us to be renewed by your Spirit. And Lord, we ask as well that you would bless those in our families as we think of particularly today on Father's Day, we pray for those, um, Lord, who have still to come to know you, that you would draw them into your family. And loving Lord, we remember our young people. We pray for those in our schools and places of higher education coming to the end of their terms. We pray for the teachers and lecturers. We pray for all the students and pupils. We pray, Lord, for your rest and renewal over the summer. And we pray, Lord, for opportunities to, um, to share that love of Christ with them. We thank you for the work of, of youth workers and uh, Scripture Union and other organizations who meet with young people week by week and over the summer. And we pray, Lord, that your spirit may touch many lives, that they may come into your family. Lord, we remember those known to us who are in need at this time. We pray for those who are troubled in mind, troubled in body, troubled in spirit. We pray that they may have your healing touch, that you would help those to, um, who are grieving to know your comfort. And Lord, those who are struggling in life, that they would know provision for all their needs. And for all, Lord, that they would have that peace that passes understanding. We lift them up before you now. And Lord, we thank you for your word to us and we thank you for all who have shared your words in the past, whether through Sunday school or church or in other places, Lord. We thank you for our loved ones. We thank you for all 
who are in your nearer presence known to us. Help us, Lord, to know your faithfulness and to trust in your love for us throughout our lives. And help us, Lord, to know that hope of glory that we have in Christ, that one day every tear will be wiped away and all pain and suffering will disappear and death itself will be no more. Help us to go in that hope. For we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. We close our time of worship with our, our final hymn, uh, You're the Word of God the Father, Mission Praise number 1141. Now may the peace of God which passes all human understanding guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus our Lord and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>